Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, another episode of the Cosby Street Podcast. And why do I get the feeling that some sort of news is going to drop before we drop this episode? But regardless, we're going to get to it. we got a lot to cover. Joseph Pavone here. Uh, Joel Pavone, two-man crew. Sean Dutra out on family vacation mode. And uh, Zach Pelican, CosbyStreet.com. Zach Pelican uh, joins us to, to dissect this incredible first week in, in free agency where everyone was sort of thinking, well, are the Suns going to do anything? Does, does Brad Stevens know the proper you know way to go about free agency? You know, did, did Danny teach him? And here we are with, with a report: a, a potential contract extension for Marcus Smart is in the works after he brought back of all people. And, and listen, I, I'm one of the few people who I, I don't hate this signing, but it just it just really surprised me. And that's cancer is back, so that's his first official uh, signing in, in this free agency period. But of course, more is to come because everyone's wondering what's going to happen between him and Marcus Smart, are they going to reach an extension? Or better yet, can the Celtics actually sign someone like Dennis Schroeder? We'll find out. Let's bring in Zach right now and, and see what, what he thinks about this. See how, let's let Zach weigh in on all this. What's up, Zach? How are you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. How are you guys? Chilling, man. Chilling. <laughs> I mean, all this, all this Celtics stuff, man, like some people are thinking, okay, we get it, Brad. It's all about next summer. But if Marcus Smart's getting extended, right? If Dennis Schroeder is a real thing, like, well, what's going on here? What, 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 are we, what are we missing? No, I think that's a really good point. I mean, it's depending on who you ask in the uh, the, the the Boston Celtics world of fans and followers, uh, are they doing too much or too little? You know, are they are they being active enough in the first week of free agency, or are we looking at a team that's kind of hold off and they're going to punt on this year to be able to go after some big dogs next year? But I mean, it's. I think the picture has not been totally painted for us yet by Brad Stevens. I think he is taking a very deliberate approach. Um, I mean, we got to get real for a second here. This team was coming into this offseason 
up around the luxury tax number, not a lot of flexibility. So we kind of had to know that they were going to have to be really careful and kind of dance around how they were going to rebuild this roster, if you will. And of course, the the move to get rid of Kemba earlier in the summer, um, right after the playoffs. Uh, and then, you know, what, 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 if it ever gets finished, Tristan Thompson being moved on, <laughs> which I believe the last time we talked, that was part of our, uh, was part of our plan. Right. Well, well, that, that's sort of, that has a lot to do with this report, right? Because, you know, b- between yeah. that and this whole Marcus Smart, you know, potentially extending Marcus Smart, I, I think the two are, are they, they, they go together because the, the, the report, even before the trade was, uh, or I should say the report, when it was initially announced, already stated that there's a good chance the Celtics would move on from Chris Dunn. So maybe that's that's what's going on here. Maybe mo- removing some of that salary out of the mix is is, is in the way of, of re-signing Smart. Maybe Smart is still negotiating here. I mean, th- there's a lot of what-ifs here. We just, we're just not quite sure what's going on. Oh, exactly. I think in the, in the context of Marcus Smart, we got to think here. I mean, this is a guy who has played his entire career in Boston and really over the last three or four years is play on a very team friendly contract. Um, you know, for, for all the negativity that I've said about Marcus smart over the course of his career, it doesn't change the fact that he's still one of the elite defensive guards in basketball right now, on top of the fact that he is a very productive player. You know, I mean, all, all the analytics lead you to believe he is, he is a starter quality player in this league. And I mean, for what he has done and what he's achieved so far, a guy to be making 13, $14 million a year. That's an absolute, uh, you know, hometown discount. My gut says he's not going to take a hometown discount twice in one career. <laughs> so he's going to be looking for a little bit more. My guess is he's going to be looking somewhere in the range of that 20 million, 21 million a year, like Lonzo Ball just got. So it wouldn't shock me if Boston's going to have to kind of sit back and say, okay, do we want to tie ourselves to Mark Smart being our quote unquote third star uh, going forward? Because that's essentially what you're going to pay him to be. Can he be that player? I mean, that's, not, not for me to answer because we, we all know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the last time you were on here, you you kind of kind of alluded to like, you know, why can't Marcus uh, be be your point guard, right? It, it, yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually the only reason we brought you back. Yeah, seriously, because it's like <laughs> <laughs> like like no. like potentially like this this extension, you know, this uh, rumored or, or reported seventy seven million extension. That's the, that's the most the Celtics can offer under like the CBA. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty close to what he was reportedly he was seeking earlier in the week. I think eighty mil. So the first year would be like what seventeen, and then it gradually goes up to like twenty or twenty one. I think by the end of the uh, the final year. So I think that's I think that's pretty fair, it, it, and it's still a, a tradable contract. Obviously, if you wanted to go that route, you know, a year or two from now for something bigger or for to add another star, I wouldn't call it a hometown discount, but I just think it's a I think it's considering what Marcus Smart brings to the table. And what he's what he's been for this team, I think it's a pretty good uh, extension that I'm, I I think he's going to take it. But again, everything is predicated to these uh, trades. Like you know, is Chris Dunn going to be able to get off the books, take his salary right. off the books? Uh, are they really going to sign you know uh, Schroeder, or are they really going to go that route? So who who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and the bigger point too. Let's say that he does come back. I think the the thing for me is going to be what's his role. You know, what is he to the Boston Celtics? Is he is he what he has been the last, you know, two or three years where they've leaned on him to be a pseudo third, fourth scorer when you've had Kemba out or you've had Gordon Hayward out? Because when we've seen him press to be more offensively involved in terms of scoring the basketball, typically it's been an issue. You know, he's struggled a little bit. He, when he's shooting, um, you know, call it 
10 shots, 12 shots a game, and you're limiting his touches and he's being more selective with his shots, yeah, Marcus Smart could be an excellent player. He could be an excellent piece. And I, like I've said for the last, I don't know, what has he been in the league now, six, seven years? The guy was drafted as a point guard. Are they finally going to give him the keys to the car, if you will, and see if Marcus Smart can be a starter quality point guard in the league for 30, 35 minutes a night? Because that's where you say, okay, this extension, now it makes sense. Now I get it. But if if they're going to bring him back to do what he's done over the last couple of years, and you're going to pay him to be essentially a third star on this team, I just don't get that. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, as he not 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 that he's not worth that money, but for your team right now and where you are in this rebuild slash build towards a championship, I don't see it. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I think the role is maybe the most important part of all of it for me. Well, I, I think I think he does come back as that because I mean, realistically, if you do if you do sign Schroeder, Schroeder can be your third scorer, right? He can be your yeah. shooting guard. You got you got Marcus running the point. He did lead his team in assists last year at just about six. Uh, only turned the ball over, you know, one and a half to two times a game. So I think when you tell him, uh, and you're going to tell him, obviously, if you're going to give him this extension that you're going to run the, the team and we need you to be the playmaker slash ball handler, primary ball handler, playmaker, then I think he's going to be in that mode. That's just me. Right. But is that a championship team? I mean, to your point, Zach, I mean, you don't even sound all that confident about him being the third star. And I think what you mean by that is that you don't see the three of these guys, you know, being the force that drives this, this team to the NBA finals. Because let's face it, like you said, if we're talking about that 20 to 21 window, what we just saw Alonzo Ball get from the Chicago Bulls, then that's it. Like, this is going to be your core. Maybe you add, uh, you know, some, not even some, maybe you add one, you know, piece to come off the bench or maybe an everyday starter, but that's it. You know, when we talk about maximizing, you know, uh, that, that cap and, and what they're going to have yeah. left over, you know, going into the offseason next summer. Well, exactly. I think the, the cap consideration is the strange part to me because if you're giving an extension to Marcus Smart, that means you're talking about, you know, somewhere around 16, 18 million against the cap next year. And that's what uh, Marcus is reporting from the Boston Herald. Yeah. 17, yeah, so you, roughly uh, for four years. Well, there you go. So 17 million there. You've got at minimum, if Horford is cut, 14 and a half there, if not 26 and a half. And then you've got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at almost 30 apiece. Well, guess what? Your incoming. Uh, you know, superstar next year, or your Bradley Beal that everyone seems to think that we've got the inside track on. How do you propose we do that? You know, is it a sign and trade scenario where you sign Marcus just to be able to move him next summer? I mean, I, I feel like see, that would that, come off as a. Yeah, see, that's the part of this whole thing that makes me think that Marcus is like, oh, wait a minute. You guys not even just had me <laughs> throw away a season here. You know, I'm trying to compete. At the end of the day, I, I don't look at it as, oh, you know, the, what's the big picture and bridge year fuck all that every year is a year to win a championship i mean that's marcus approach to life (laughs) so at the end of the day it's like what are we doing here if i'm not part of your long-term plans then then we're done then let's just break ties now let's go our separate ways but i want to have a say in where i'm going so if you don't want to extend me maybe that's a conversation they're having if you don't want to extend me let's start talking about alternative options here let's start talking about how we could both you know help each other you know help me help you type of thing so right. I, I don't know. I mean, that's the way I see it. Because if you're Marcus Smart and you're asking for 20 plus million, okay, you, you think you, 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 that's the price you want to put on your head? You know, you saw Alonzo Ball guy and you're thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm that same caliber player, two time, you know, he reminds people, he reminded me at least and, and all of us at the guard report, 
you know, two-time uh, all all defense. Okay, that's fine. But he has to know that the Celtics are up against it. He has to know that their options are limited. And he has to know that if the Celtics go ahead and do that and, and, and give him what he wants, that he's that they're all, all on the same page that that team's winning as a championship for as a championship uh team. And, and I don't think the Celtics truly believe that. I I, I really don't. Yeah. No, I I agree and I think it, it, it's strange. I just don't. I, I don't see the vision right now. That's why I said. I, I mean, this early in, in free agency, post draft, I, I don't quite see the vision yet. It doesn't all make sense to me. What Brad Stevens is trying to do in these different rumors that we've heard. Because is he building to win today? Is he waiting to see what's available? You know, next summer. I just. I don't quite see it. You know, to, because here's the thing. Brad Stevens should know these players better than anyone else in the league. That roster, he should know inside and out, and he should have an intimate idea as to what the maximum potential these players are. So if he's looking at Marcus Smart saying, you know what, we shift him over to a point guard, he can be a top, call it 10 point guard in the league in terms of his playmaking, his defense, uh, a little bit of scoring, but you know, being a more selective shooter. If you're getting the best version of Marcus Smart out of all this, maybe. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe he looks at him as a guy that, yeah, he could be your three-ish or third-ish star. And then the other guy that kind of, you know, has me thinking is, well, well, what does he think about Robert Williams? You know, is Robert Williams a guy that's going to take that quantum leap in, in uh, you know, next year? And are we looking at a guy there who could be a Rudy Gobert-esque player? And now you're talking about, okay, we don't have a, a true third superstar, but now you've got about, you know, two or three guys that you think are, are pretty darn good, you know, a little bit further down the roster. You got a little bit more overall depth. So, I don't know. I don't. It's a really, really strange approach, and it's been a lot of rumors in a lot of different places, and I, I haven't been able to add it all up yet. Well, that's just it, though. You can't have it both ways. Like, if the Celtics are looking towards next summer, I, yeah. I know they want to still remain competitive. I mean, whether they uh, give the extension to Marcus Smart or not, he's here for another season. It's not like he's a free right. agent right now, so you're not going to lose him, technically. All right? Um the the teams are ahead of you in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they've they've improved. They've added a uh, uh, quality players, but the Celtics because they're so focused, or at least that's what it appears to be, focused on uh, next summer. So they still want to remain competitive, but it's hard to consider this team uh, a top team in the in the in the Eastern Conference anymore. At least they no higher than fourth or fifth. Oh really, man? <laughs> this team's going to the playing tournament. If you ask me, the way the roster is right now. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at Miami, Milwaukee, uh, obviously uh, Brooklyn, right? I, I mean, Philly. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen there with Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, I throw Chicago in there now, man. I know, wow, I know they, yeah, you too. Yeah, everybody's on the Chicago wagon, a, dude. Wow, they ain't got a whole lot of defense, but jeez. Well, you really think they still have a better roster than the, than the Bulls? Yeah, I mean, beyond the beyond their starting five, like their bench is their bench is awful. Chicago hasn't filled out their bench. Oh, Celtics have a great bench, though. What do you mean? Uh, no, but <laughs> I mean, so so you so you're telling me you're telling me. Bench, listen, was, listen. So you're the telling worst me, bench in the playoffs last year. Okay, but so you're telling me Jalen Brown and so they have they have two players that are better than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. This this the, the Bulls. No, they have four players that are better than the top. The after Jalen Brown and Tatum, yeah, it's oh, Bulls, I, Bulls, oh, Bulls, Bulls. Oh, I forgot. You think Lonzo Ball is better than Marcus Smart? That's what. That's the thing. That's what. That's what you're what you're banking on. Uh, yeah, man, that's facts. What, you don't think that's true? No, I don't think it's true at all. You think Lonzo Ball isn't better than Marcus Martin? No, I don't think so. I think Marcus Martin's a better player. All right. I mean, it's not like that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, right? All right. I, well, the, that's, that's hard to compare those two, though, because 
the, the thing with Marcus Smart is, and the thing that's really bothered me about his trade value, because you, you hear, oh, yeah, he's worth, you know, a late first rounder or whatever. The reason is Marcus Smart's skill set is a lot more closely aligned to a Rajon Rondo than it is Alonzo Ball. You know, he's just a guy that if you're not scoring in the NBA nowadays, people tend to lose value of what your or lose track of what your real value is. And, and Marcus, God bless him, he's great at a lot of things, but he's not a scorer. And where, whereas Lonzo, I think, has got a chance to be a guy that can give you maybe 18, 20 a night plus, you know, eight or nine assists. So it's a little bit easier to, to, to see his value on paper, if you will. But, yeah, for sure. And I just think that when you look at two guys like that, I mean, for this team, it's, it's, it's an interesting debate. Like, which, which player is better? And like, like you just mentioned, whether we're talking about efficiency and scoring, whether we're talking about, you know, the, the, the stats across the board and averaging and, and steals and, you know, how how good he's been and how he's you know how young he still is, yeah, that would be ideal to see him and, and be the point guard of this team. I think gives them a better sh- a shot, you know, gives them a chance to, to to go further in a playoff run. But well, it's out the window now, you know. So you so move on, it's not the end of the world. Not like the Celtics are are doomed from this point forward. But then what's what's the no. move here? Well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna propose the question to you guys that, you know. If you're sitting, in, if if you were Brad Stevens for a day or for an off season, are you willing to put it all on a Bradley Beal next summer? Are you willing to punt on this year in order to be able to get your hands on a Bradley Beal next year? You know, is that something you'd be willing to do? Because I look at that, I would not personally. I have no interest in trying to do that. Now, if you can get him through some type of creative sign and trade or whatever, I'm all for it. He's a fantastic player, but. There's this stigma out there right now. I mean, I, I love my Twitter, but, you know, you go out on Twitter and everyone wants to tell me, oh, well, they're just going to clear the books and they're going to go get Bradley Beal next summer. What makes you think Bradley Beal is just going to end up here? You know, like he's, he's friends with Jason Tatum. If your team is a play-in team, uh, you know, playoff uh, play-in team next year and you get knocked out, do you think Bradley Beal is going to want to come play for that team? Or do you really think that that's, he's going to have no other option, but he just wants to go play with Jason Tatum that bad? on a team that's not doing anything and not progressing, I think Bradley Beal is just going to say, no, thank you, and go find himself a better situation. So mm-hmm. I don't know why there's so much confidence behind the fact that they think that that's a potential direction. But if you're if you're Brad Stevens, is that something you would do? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, you know, the Wizards roster it does look a lot better than it did a season ago, you know, regardless of them uh, – yeah trading away uh, uh, Russell Westbrook with what they, the haul they got in return, and they just signed Spencer Dinwiddie, so I think that's a, that's a recipe for uh, you know, maybe I should stay here and see how, you know, things yeah. work out, you know? Maybe. I was going to say, almost as good as the Celtics. <laughs> almost. Like, the only thing missing is the Tatum or Brown. But, yeah. I mean, you look at the weapons and the kind of guy, too, like, he's an old soul, so yeah, I, I just think the Celtics are going to do their best to position themselves to grab a free agent in that yeah. market. And obviously Bradley Beal is the is the, the cream of the crop and the Celtics know what it's like to to not get that guy. They know what, what the whole Kevin Durant pursuit is like, you know, yeah. but then they got Al Horford, you know, so it's it'll be interesting to see because they're going to continue to position themselves that way. But this Marcus Smart thing is, where, is what throws me off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, that this whole notion that like, with what Zach said that oh they're they're going to sign you know Bradley Beal Bradley Beal's dying to come to Boston to play with Jason Tatum it's like why is that such a the notion that that's going to happen that's automatically going to happen I don't I don't get it I, I don't think it's a notion that's going to happen I think it's more of like you know 
that's what they both keep talking about. So it's like you just connect the dots. And, you know, they know each other. They were, well, well, since Tatum was like 12 because you know the age gap, but yeah. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, the reason that I was, I find it so hard to believe that that's going to be, you know, that, that that notion is a true, uh, you know, fabric and path forward is just, for me, it's like, how many times in the history of the Celtics has that ever happened? The only other time I can think of it, that we had such a strong belief that someone was going to be here and they ended up here was Gordon Hayward. That's yeah, the only say, other time it's ever happened. That's the only time. And that was, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, that one was like, okay, well, it was his former college coach. It was a fan base that wanted him. It was a team that needed a star. And, the, the, you know, all of the stars aligned for that to happen. This isn't really that, you know. Bradley Beal's going to have a lot of options out there. And I, I'm just worried that if that's what they're going to align themselves for, what's plan B? You know, or or are they starting plan B early here with this Marcus? That's Martin? what I was just about to say. I think that's a little bit of what we're seeing here. You know, it's interesting. Look at what the Miami Heat did. They, they, you know, they said, see you later, Jay Crowder. You know, see you later. They pretty much renounced all, almost all their free agents, getting ready for the summer for Giannis to, to become a free agent. And what happens? He ends up staying. So then they had this awkward transition year. But then now, you know, it's almost as if they're back in business. But I think if you're Brad Stevens and the Celtics, you're looking at that as a great example as also, that's a team that has a lot of guys coming off the bench that contribute and they're not making a whole lot of money. Now they're cashing in on those deals. But the Celtics have to cash in on one of these guys, and I know we've been saying this for so long, but it's more it's more uh, prevalent now more than ever. I'm looking at you, Neesmith. You know, some people are looking at Romeo. All right, we look at Romeo as well. But I think Neesmith is sort of that guy. Whether we're talking the uh, Tyler Hero, if you will, or, or whatever, maybe not Duncan Robinson, but you know, I, I think that sort of two way player the Celtics are really banking on, and, and they're thinking that those pieces we still have to wait and see what they what they form into before we go out and start getting big-name free agents. Or better yet, why don't we let them play now and not put anyone in their way of, of, of those minutes? Maybe that's a big reason why the Celtics may not address the wing position as much outside of the, the Josh Richardson you know, trade. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, the, the fact that there's so many young guys on this team that, that potentially can turn into to, to something, right? But that's but that's what's that's what's killing I think the Celtics uh the Celtics fans or the majority of Celtics fans the not knowing part the 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 question marks with with different players like like Neesmith or or even or even a uh, uh, Swayze boy here from from Israel you know the Yams you know what, what, the Yams what's, what's he what's, what's he gonna do how's he how's he gonna perform oh, yeah. on the NBA level you that know? was our last episode right yeah. talking all about the Yams all about the Yams you know he's yeah. he's here he's here, he's here to stay he ain't going he ain't going nowhere he's gonna play in the NBA. Whether the Celtics are somewhere else, but I guess he's trying to convince people, or at least fans are trying to convince themselves. Oh, just give the young guys a chance. Let's see what happens. You know, Payne Pritchard, uh, you know Romeo, which I I still I'm I'm been out on Romeo for a while, but that's just me. Um, you know, it's just I, dare I say Carson can can Carson actually you know be the shooter that he was nah. drafted to be because no one wants him. You can't trade him. So he, he's gonna he's gonna keep shooting or die trying, man. I mean that's that's his, that's his thing. <laughs> Man, that that presser the other day, it was just like it was so like yeah, I've been working on other stuff, but my shot, I just need a shot, you know, like I just need a chance, like like that's the whole vibe I got from it. Like, hey, listen, yeah, I've learned a bit being in this league a couple of years, but uh, the shot's still wet, always gonna be wet, and um, I'm just waiting for my my, my opportunity. So <laughs> he's gonna keep shooting, and the Celtics know that, and and I think they're just like, all right, this is sort of your last go at it, you know, third year number three. Here we go, Carson. He may, he, he may, he may saw that was just like absolutely not. Like, let's see, you want you want your shot? Yeah, good luck with that. 
you know, crack me up. I forget who it was. Someone goes, have you talked to uh, Ime Doka? He's like, no, nah, not really. Wow. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that, Carson. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just shooting my shot. You know what I mean? Like, All right, cool. He's gotcha. Like, Brad, Brad's still running his team, right? So hey, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I asked him, you know, what's the last, you know, what's the best thing you learned the last, last two years? I'm just, just like, I mean, I learned a lot of things, but, uh, you know, mostly it's just been working on the shot. <laughs> All right, Carson. Good luck. <laughs> good luck, Carson. Yeah, I get it. All right, you're a gunner. That, that, that's your life. You're about that life. All right. <laughs> like, I'm expecting to, I'm expecting to at least bullshit me and be like, you know, uh, one thing people don't really talk about is like, uh, I've been getting a lot better on defense. Nope, none of that. Like, not even a hint of it. Nope. I've been in the gym. I've been working out. I've been, you know, you know, lifting weights or something, right? To like, to, to, to see what else he has. And he's just like, no, no, it's been a long like, time between that, those eight threes that I hit in Cleveland. I got to go back yeah. to that, you know, I got to get back to he's that. Like, Yo, that's going to happen again. I watch that game tape every week. Okay. Every, <laughs> right. That's going to happen. <laughs> no coincidence. Okay? No coincidence. He slams the table. God don't make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't go to Tremont. The Tremont Waters route. He's like, you know what? I ain't going to get no opportunity here. Yo, I'm out. Don't even, yo, don't Tremont, even put me on a two way. I'm out. Tremont, <laughs> yo. Yo, the first G Leaguer in NBA history that demand a trade. Jesus. Really, guys? <laughs> like, I'm, don't, don't pick me up, guys. Don't pick me up. Yeah. He's like, yo, this development spot ain't for me, man. So, all right, bro. Well, go develop elsewhere. I mean, it's one thing <laughs> if you're, I don't know, if you're another type of player, but it's like, dude, you're an undersized guard, bro. Like, can you think of, Zach, can you think of another position where you're just like, the odds are just stacked against you and then such a guard heavy league where, you know, score first guards and there's just so many fucking great guards out there that a handful of them are playing in Europe because they can't find a spot. And this guy, has the audacity to to request a trade. Jeez. Uh oh. Right, Zach, yeah, that's not getting pulled over. Yo, Zach, yo, good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, gotta stash the heat. That's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say. Toss, toss the gun. Toss the gun. Zach, Zach they don't gun. like me on the phone, bro. They hate that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, all right. I'm, I'm in Milford right now, so I, I should be all right. <laughs> This episode of the Cause Sheet Podcast is powered by Cuban Round Cigar. It's the best time of the year. The summer is finally here. The grills are heating up and sports are in full swing. Now, that calls for a celebration. The only thing left to do is get yourself a Cuban Round Cigar. Whether you're celebrating your college graduation or just having a good time enjoying the good weather, Cuban Rounds are bringing you the taste of Havana. Yeah, man. Hanging by the pool or on the golf course or really anytime you're outside. Why not have a nice fire at night and light up a nice Cuban round? There's nothing better than a good cigar on a good evening and just enjoying life, man. These cigars are bomb. Handcrafted, all natural and affordable price. Cuban rounds brings you well-balanced cigars featuring intuitive blends and construction that are reminiscent of Cuban mastery. Now, Cuban rounds offers layers of textured flavor with every single puff. Face it, the last two years, They've been tough on all of us. Let loose and enjoy yourself with the Cuban Round Cigar. They offer a luxurious experience with a high-quality product at an affordable price. The Cuban Round Cigar is a guilty pleasure without the guilt. You can enjoy yourself right now. Follow them on Instagram, at Cuban Round Cigar. That's right, at Cuban Round Cigar on Instagram and Facebook. All right. Last for me, Zach, is, uh, is about Kemba Walker. And I think you know where I'm going with, with this one. Uh, I reached a buyout with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, heading back home, BX all day. 
back to the Bronx, back to back home, Bronx. back to New York City. South, South Bronx. Bronx. MSG, he's going to be rocking the Knicks uni. Uh, of course, he said before that it was between the Celtics and Knicks when he was a free agent. Now he's got that opportunity to cash in on that deal, which is an $8 million deal. Very team-friendly deal now uh, that yeah. he's on. Uh, so my big question to you, Zach, is uh, did Brad jump the gun here? Did, did he... Should she have waited beyond 24 hours to trade him uh, <laughs> to, to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Al Horford? Like, or or one of, this is one of those things where it's just like, yeah, that, hap- that could only have happened in OKC. It was never going to happen in Boston. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think it's the latter of the two there because it's just, listen, I don't think there was much value on the market for him because of that deal. I don't think you were going to have a legitimate shot to really get any real return. Um you know, who knows? Could you have waited a little bit longer and maybe something else turned up? Possibly. I just don't know if there was enough cap room and if it would make enough sense to anyone else. I listen. I, I, when I wrote my article about you know the big moves or the big uh, landmarks of what you know the Celtics need to do this off season, Kemba was mo- you know moving him was one of them, and I thought New York was definitely a place that would make sense uh, both for Kemba and for the Knicks. But when it comes down to it, do you do you think the Knicks would have clogged themselves up with thirty what? 32 35 million a year to be able to make that happen and i just don't think it was realistic you know i think okc was the only one that was going to be willing to just take that take that on dump out al horford's contract though i thought they were going to hold on to him i was a little surprised about that but what about um, reaching out though i i think that's the part that people are like i'm like uh i don't see kemba i don't i don't know if kemba would have done that with Celtics. I don't honestly. I'd have to read into it more because I really don't know how that all works. Because you got to figure his number was fully guaranteed, so it's not like OKC is just like they're going to be able to walk away from it. They're going to take on thirty-five million this year. Yeah, but maybe that still, maybe, that still goes against the cap. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right, but you know, I don't know. Maybe the deal that they came to was essentially that chemist said, "Well, listen, I'm not going to exercise my player option. You guys take it against the cap this year. Pay me out, and I'll get the hell out of the way for you." You know, so he essentially saves him a year and, and he's going to be able to hit the market again next year and uh, be able to see if he can cash in again with with a team now that I think, I mean, taking the Celtics out of it and just thinking about the Knicks, I think it's an excellent fit. I know a lot of people got, it was, it was a running joke the other day when, the, when it, uh, the move came down that everyone was saying, oh, you know, everyone went from, you know, Kemba sucks to Kemba's great and he's going to be great in, in New York. I mean, there's such a thing as a fit, you know, a change of scenery being a good thing for a player. You know, and I think that's going to be what right. it is for Kemba. We may we may come back to him, you know, by the end of this season and say, "Wow, you know, he went back out there, is doing twenty four a night." I mean, is he the same player he was in Charlotte? Probably not, but he might be able to get pretty close. It was just a fact of the matter that he was not a good fit beyond side, um, you know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Just was not a good fit. So, you know, I don't I don't blame Brad for what he did. I think the return is not a bad thing for a team that I think was starving for a little bit of veteran leadership. I think Al's going to be able to support that. Um, he's going to be able to help, I think, the growth of a Robert Williams. And, you know, sadly, I thought he was going to help the growth of, of the great Moses Brown, but we'll never know. The biggest mystery of, all, of, of this whole this whole thing when it comes to Kemba now, <laughs> right? I mean, okay, see, they're in full rebuild mode. Kemba knew that. They're like, you know, we're not going to attempt to or, or, or crack our heads against the wall trying to figure out who can take on Kemba Walker's contract. No, they're like, you know what? We're going to buy you out. They probably, you know, have that stretch provision to pay him for whatever X amount of years, whatever was left, you know, 79 mil, something like that was left. And he's sitting pretty for the next couple of years, whether he stays in New York or goes elsewhere. So 
good for good right. for Kemba, and I, you know, best of luck to him. Obviously, you don't you don't want him seeing back in the Atlantic Division because you know he's gonna you know he's gonna ball out this year because he's got so much to prove. Yeah. So <laughs> that's just the way it is. <laughs> you take yeah, the hit. Yeah, it's gonna it, it's gonna hurt. It's yeah. gonna hurt. I know it will. He's gonna he's gonna be putting it up. But um, no, I mean, good for him. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I I always liked Kemba uh, the player, liked Kemba the you know the the individual. I just didn't like the fit here. You know, after year one, it just, you know, Jason Tatum became one of the top five scorers in basketball. And that's what he is now. You can't have two guys that need to be that ball dominant and take that many shots and coexist and coexist well, you know? And I think that's, I think that's now the focus for Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you know, can those two coexist? And that's going to be the big question. That I think we have to kind of watch through this year. So I don't know, but good, good for Kemba. I think it's. I don't think it's great for the Celtics. No, but, no, no, uh, not I at really, all. <laughs> I really. <laughs> no. I don't think. I don't think Stevens could have done much, much better than what he did. Brad, Brad, Brad read the story, which is like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just waved him that that fucking quickly. Why do we think of that? <laughs> ten, ten, later, ten seconds later, eight million a year. <laughs> like what the. <laughs> but no, but the Knicks, Knicks actually have a point he's like, card now. He's like, he's looking at the ownership. Like he's shaking his head. He's like. You learn something new every day in this fucking know, right? Fuck. Yeah, no. The, the, Knicks, the Knicks actually have a point guard now that they can they can kind of you know rely on whether whether he plays X amount of games or not. Like you know, Derrick Rose is always going to be their sixth man. So instead of uh, Alfred Payton running things, it's good. Good for the, good for the Knicks. Uh, sad face. Yeah, and everyone everyone was giving him shit for the contracts that they signed the other day. Everyone was joking on him, but I'll tell you what: you get enough good players in one locker room that have the same focus. That might actually be a pretty good team, kind of, kind of like what they did last year with with the growth and development of uh, Julius Randle and and everything else. I yeah. kind of like that roster. I think they might be all right. Not a championship roster, but I don't think they're going to be a joke this year. Yeah, they definitely weren't last year. You know, Thibodeau, I mean, man, Thibodeau, Tibbs. All right, Zach, you uh, you kicking it with us for uh, in case you missed it? Did you miss some shit? Absolutely. <laughs> all right, cool. Hell yeah. All right, that time of the show. We take our trip around the NBA. Joel's in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what we miss? Well, actually, while we were recording, while we we literally See? just See? started recording, they them. They what? They fucking chase Mark? <laughs> no, no. Damn it! While we were recording, news I broke. Know. I mean, there was already rumor that that was going to happen. Jimmy Butler signs his extension with the Miami Heat, hundred and forty-eight billion. Ooh, okay. Well, little medium sized bag, not bad, not bad. I think they wanted this. They're, they're trying to keep their 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 options open over the next, you know, a couple of years here because you know Miami Miami's always in play. And, and, oh, hold on. By the way, I say medium because I'm thinking of uh, what this guy in Brooklyn is. I'm sure Joe will get to it. Go yes, on. yes, yes. But <laughs> I'm only breaking this because it happened while we were recording. You know, you know. Otherwise, yeah, you know, otherwise the guy in Brooklyn, you know, the gold medalist. The three-time gold medalist, you know, but that would have been that would have taken a pretty. Uh, well, yeah, no, this is this is a great lead-off because I, I literally missed this, so yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks. <bro. laughs> it's a great way to start the segment. So, and I'm sorry, I, I did I say 148? It's 184. I'm sorry, I, I'm dyslexic today. Oh, man, 184. That's a big bet. <laughs> 184 that's for four man. years, you know, four-year extension, 184 mil. What? Yes, yes, 184 well, mil. Well, I mean, when, once you sealed your core and, and your team to go, I guess you could sort of push it a bit, right? You could keep, hey, you might as well just pay me until you're going to leave that on the table, right? It's, all right, all right, Jimmy, we got you. I know, right? It's just sitting there, right? Should, 
Should I just, you know, deal with it now or what do you want to do? And it's just like, all right, okay. Uh, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? All right, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jimmy, it's not a TPE. Just relax. We'll give you what you need to do, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, thing. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Say it just like that, too. Like chewing on some gum. Just saying. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, obviously, that's not the that's not the Jimmy's highest. My guy. That's not the that's highest extension. Book. That's not the highest extension here uh, that uh, any particular player has gone so far here in uh, in free agency. Steph Curry got a four-year, 215 mil uh, uh, extension. Jeez, king of getting the bag! Wow, I, I think Jeez. I think I think just as his his extension alone is is worth uh, more than like uh, five like MLB teams uh, whole payroll like combined. Jeez. And he's our age, and, yeah, that. right, right. <laughs> Ten years ago, that's not a big deal, but now, you know, yeah. <laughs> dudes, dudes, our age getting this kind of money is like, oh, good for good for you, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like you, 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 you came up. Good for you. Yeah, you came up. You came up. You're, you're in your mid thirties, and you're, you know, you, you, this, this money, whether you, you're still playing or not, that's guaranteed. You're gonna get that. You're gonna get that. Once this, once this contract is up, we're, we're gonna be in, uh, we're gonna, our age group's gonna be in the, in the wash category, like right? for real. For real. <laughs> once upon a time we were prospects, you know. Once upon a time we were, <laughs> we were, uh, what do you call it? Like first two years, <laughs> sophomores or whatever. But yeah, now. Still doing, still doing big things. Uh, you got a uh, good old Trey Young who got a five year, good for you, Steph. Two hundred and seven mil uh, extension down in Atlanta. Good for him. What was he? Twenty one. Yeah, there you go. That, yeah. That's you're supposed to do that, right? Yeah, that's like that's the bag and then some. That's like the bag plus another bag. Please. All right, and then brings us to Kevin Durant at one hundred ninety eight mil for four years. What is your problem, guy? Um, I think they've been paying attention <laughs> to uh, the Olympic basketball. So They're like, we need so to keep aggressive. this guy. We need to get this guy. Whether James Harden leaves and 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 Kyrie, whatever he decides to do in life, we need to yeah. keep Kevin Durant. That's that was the that's 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 a good move there by by Brooklyn, uh, another team that doesn't have to worry Kyrie, about. Kyrie's calling out. They're like, "Hey, Kyle, what do we say? Year to year, right? Year by year. Okay, man. We'll talk to you next year." Right. <laughs> <laughs> one more year, guys. One more year, guys, to get to to, to figure this yeah. out. If not, we're gonna move in another direction. Anyways, yeah. uh. He hears Kevin in the back. Kevin, another shot. Hang, hang up the phone. Just <laughs> 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 celebrating the crazy, bro. Yeah. Um, speaking of OKC, we got a uh, SGA got a five year extension, one hundred seventy two oh, million. How much? One hundred seventy two million. Woo. Yeah, yeah. He's the future, guys. He's the future down hey. there. And then it rounds off with that good old. Orange Julius, Julius Randall in uh, in New York. Julius. $117 million for four years. Good for him. All because he became an all-star this past season. And I'm pretty sure at some point during the last, like, you know, couple of off-seasons, his name got brought up when we were talking about the Celtics. Like, yo, how about, you know, taking a look at Julius Randall? And, like, you know, it's just I, I don't understand how how did the Knicks get so lucky to just land this dude and now he's, like, their, their cornerstone, their future of the of the franchise. Damn well, you know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like you couldn't have drafted him instead of Marcus Smart or anything. Oh, damn. Zach went there. Mm. Uh, Even from you. That's a little low. All right, Zach. <laughs> a little over the line, my man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much. If you would have asked me a year ago if, if he would be a, a someone that I would su- suggest as a legitimate piece for this team, you know, free agency 2022, I would have said, yeah, but now. Nah, man, New York loves that guy. There's no way in hell because he's a guy that contract expires. Like, forget it, you know. And and, and now 
this was the best time to do it, obviously, because after the, the season that he just had. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Knicks, honestly. Fuck it, you know? They, they got they got, they got got him. They got, uh, I don't know what Joe's going to say it, but whatever. They got 48. Like, they got a nice little core there going, you know? 78 million, guys. 78 million, 48, going to the, going to the Knickerbockers, the silver medalists. What do we think about that? <laughs> Yo, what was my man thinking with the Steph Curry shot, bro? Really? Yo, you mean the all really? the all the all backboard shot? Like what? Yes. Yeah. Yes, the one that had yeah. all of France going nuts. Like my man, you almost smashed the backboard with that so shot. Yo, yo, my man, you had you had about forty seconds left. I don't understand why you did. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't think the you know French coach drew that up. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand. He's no, like, okay. so I was trying to tie the game. He was like, with that shit? <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to be quick. It was trying to be quick with it. You know, quick, you know? No, no, no. That wasn't the move, guy. That was you not the move. 17 seconds on the shot clock. Bro. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, break. he could have found, he could have found, uh, uh, Yabu Saley. What was the, how, how the fuck they were saying it last night on the, on the broadcast? Yabu Saley. Yabu Saley. They could have found Yabu Saley. You know, here I thought I was saying it correctly. You know, Yabu Saley all these years. And no, it was Yabu Saley. Say, say, lay. <laughs> say lay. That's what they were saying. Say yeah, you Yabu say lay. Yabu Yabu say lay. Good old uh, Yabu say lay, you know. Let me ask you something, Joel. Was this, uh, was this fun or painful to watch for Celtics fans, right? And, and here's what I mean by that. You know, obviously Tatum's the, is the fun part there, but when you look at the ex-Celtics players in the past and you're thinking about the future and you're like, you're not quite sure what's going to happen. Like, how, how do you think most Celtics fans like internalized all that, all those feelings that they're, that they had watching that? Well, I mean, the fact that, um, I shit you not, the Celtics are still paying Yabu Saley. <laughs> they care a little bit more because that's dead and, money against the cap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But also, well, where do they, where do they grab him? What, what, what pick by any chance? Do you, do you remember? Uh, was he a, was he a, a, a late teen? Was he in the, the, in the team? 16. 16, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You can't call it a lottery, but damn, that's close enough, bro. It's pretty damn you know? close, man. It's pretty he was, damn close. He was 16, and Zizic was 24, I think. Jeez. I'm not mistaken. Talk yeah, about two whiffs from Danny Ainge. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Swing and a miss. But I digress. <laughs> and, then, and then you could go with Evan Fortier in that scenario. He's out there. You got Vincent. You got Vincent Poirier. Just as a reminder of how much of a stiff he still is, like you know, it's just oh, you talk about oh, you talk about X X Celtics. I got you. I got you. X Celtics players. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. You, you, you forgot a big uh, big contract. I think uh, what did Ko just get paid? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I was gonna, I was actually going to get into that. You know, we got a lot of former Celtics oh, players. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm jumping the gun here. Yeah. No, good. we went in with the whole France thing. Sorry. It's all good. Sean wasn't here, so you know, someone had to fill in for him. I get it. I understand. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Ko. Ko got a 37 million deal with the Detroit Pistons. Woo! The pur- Woo! the purgatory that is the Detroit Pistons in the NBA. <laughs> all Jeez. big men. All big men need to go there for some reason. Don't know why, but yeah. that's what's where happening. they go. To, where, where they go to. Uh, What's, what's the line here? Where big men go to, to see their careers get bought out. <laughs> yeah, they've been trying to. They never trying get to, better. All right, they've been trying to replace you know Blake Griffin ever since they you know they let him go. So Ko Ko's I coming in. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say their careers die, but they just don't get better. They just they just stay there. Most big men. Well, you got uh speaking of big men, former Celtics big man Daniel Tice. He's going uh, to uh, he's going to the Houston Rockets on a signing signing trade from the Bulls. Gonna get paid uh, thirty-seven million for four years. Good for him. Good for you, Tice. And uh, good old Shemi Ojale. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's it's, it's Ojale because uh, you know he's not. He's not French, right? I don't think he's French. But anyways, you know the way oh, people that, are pronouncing yeah. names, names and shit. 
You know, <laughs> one year deal going to the Bucks. Good for him. Even the Bucks were hip to the to the young stop. They knew. That's what I'm saying. They're like, you know, you know, that's that was the onto the Kupo stopper. You know, let's bring him on our team so we don't have to worry about him when we play the Celtics. You know, yeah, shout out to Shemi. Uh, that, that, that that's one of the Celtics players I, I talked to a lot before the shutdown. So I'm I'm happy for him getting a new contract, another opportunity. Keep doing your thing, Shemi. And uh, last but not least, Javante Green going back to the Chicago hey, Bulls. Hey, two another year one deal. of my guys. So Javante remains in Shotown. They can uh, have dunk contests in the you know practices with uh, Levine there. Good for him. Shot smooth. Uh, in case you missed it, first time I've said it all segment. Kawhi Leonard <laughs> going to resign with the uh, with the Clippers. That's going to be like Patty Mills is not going to Boston, guys. <laughs> I know, right? Just a reminder: Patty Mills going to Brooklyn, not Boston. Brooklyn. All right. No. <laughs> and he made Doka told him to go fuck himself. Yeah, he said, I'm, I'm go for the rocks, <laughs> you douche. <laughs> That's why Australia didn't make it. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, other than uh, back to Clippers, other than uh, uh, Kawhi. <laughs> That's why you let your country down. I know, right. Other than, other than Kawhi, you know, remaining with the Clippers, so was Reggie Jackson, who uh, was also on the uh, Celtics, quote, radar. <laughs> Come on. Was that real, though? I know. Yeah, I know. Everyone, everyone was on, on the radar. Everyone, the Celtics were interested in everybody. <laughs> Pie in the sky. Yeah, I love how, like, like 12 hours after the free agency door, quote unquote, you know, proverbial doors open, like Javante already got a deal. And I'm just like, yo, something's ain't getting nobody. Like, you just kind of, like, bro, bro, one of the first, one of the first, one of the first signings that I saw was Kelly Olenek. I was like, really? Kelly Olenek, huh? That's, yeah. That's top Olenek. news, huh? They had, they had to wait. That They couldn't wait to sign him at 601. Olenek. They had to sign him. Olenek was signed in the first, yeah, the first, like, that was announced in the first hour. I was like, oh, good for you. Look at you headlining the free agency. There you go, bro. <laughs> Woj bomb, big Woj bomb that day. Yeah. Maybe not headline, but, you know, the first tier. You're in the first tier there. Yeah. Lemon Pepper Lou going back to Atlanta. Good for him. One more season at 35, 36 years old. And uh, Iguodala going back to the to the Warriors because he was debating needing to go to Brooklyn, Golden State, or the Lakers. So, uh, so they patched things up, huh? Apparently. Hey. Apparently. Hey. He's like, I will not speak about the manager or the owner ever again. <laughs> so yeah that's uh in a, in, a, in a nutshell for uh some crazy deals here in the first week of, of free agency and extensions obviously edition. so free agency edition of in case you missed it all right well done yeah yeah it's just yeah yeah i think i think the money whole, flying everywhere. money flying everywhere and uh you know something's trying to save it you know that's what they're trying to do here going forward we gonna do cheap motherfuckers. No, <laughs> I see your vision, Wick. I see it. I see it. Kind of. Got to be frugal. Really. Got to be frugal in these times. You know, you never know. Uncertain times. This episode of the Cosby Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Now, don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50. 
50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. I won't get I won't get too deep into it, but like I just can't. We're, we're going to be saying this all year long. Like, I can't say it enough. Like it's just all about what are Tatum and Brown going to do? Okay, are they going to keep going off for you know whatever combining for 55, 60 points, and the Celtics going to have a five hundred record? Because if that's the case, then you know there has to be a major shakeup, and, and maybe that means trading one of them, or maybe that just means figuring out what that piece is. But that's what it's really going to boil down to. Call it a bridge here if you want, but it's still beneficial for both of those guys because we're going to all find out just, or at least they're going to find out what quote unquote rock bottom is, you know, you know, comparatively speaking to the years over there going to the Eastern Conference Championship, you know, every other year. No, it's all good. It's all good, sir. You know, Tatum, gold medalist, Jason Tatum, first gold medalist. Hey, listen, Tatum could take another leap. Larry Brown, Larry, Larry Brown. Wow. Since Larry Bird here and Yo, Larry Austin. Brown was a baller. Okay, Larry Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this experience that, you know, going to the Olympics and whatnot, you know, saw him shipping on some champagne. Maybe he wants to do that, obviously, at some point in his career after winning a championship. So, no, 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 no. no. Superstar don't want to do that till they lose. Tell uh, them. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so some more losing is, is, is recipe. You know what I mean? The recipe for the court. But at the same time, you have to remember that Tatum, hey, that leap we everyone talking about. Oh, he could be top five. You know, he could be a MVP candidate. That could happen this year. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? You telling me Tatum can't put up thirty? He already put up damn near what twenty seven. You know, but what is that going to mean for the team though? I don't want it to be. Oh yeah, he's averaging thirty two, but the Celtics are you know twelve and freaking fifteen or whatever to start the season. No, no, I don't want that. I want shit. Even if they're they're, they're uh, flirting for a playoff spot in the in the in the first couple of months of the season, and then they have the they turn the corner and they're a top five team. Shit, that's a success. Well, you know? I mean, hopefully he's humbled by this experience because he was a six man. He wasn't a he wasn't a starter during the. And he whole, was a damn good one. Yeah, he, he was fucking crushed. It. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. So hopefully he comes back and is still working on his game and getting ready for the upcoming season and not just you know like ah. I've I've done it. I've com- I've completed. I've accomplished what I set out to do. I don't have to do shit now until the season starts. No, like keep working hard and and make sure you do make All NBA next season, right? Nah, fuck that. I don't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you know what I mean. Like get, get motivated somehow. That's that's pretty much the gist of what I'm what I'm, yeah. what I'm trying to say. I mean, look yeah, at, I got you. I mean, look at look at Durant. You know, he's he, coming back from Achilles, bro. Like the, people forget that that actually actually happened to him. The fact that yeah. only two players from the last Olympics. Came back to this team, and that included Durant after going through what almost two years of no basketball. Fuck, dude! Like this, that's yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> you know, you know what? Last question before we get out of here, uh, Zach. Lakers and Nets NBA Finals twenty twenty two. Can we set that in stone, or how do you feel? Uh, you know, I, I really like what the Lakers have done. Well, I signed, I signed someone else the other day too. Uh. Yeah, who haven't they signed? That's probably the better question. It's true. How many fucking roster spots they have? Seriously, like 40 no, guys on that yeah, team. so annoying. What's going to ARP, bro? That's what they got to yell at. <laughs> well, I think between like the their big three it was like what, like one hundred twenty mil right there, just them, just them three. Jesus, it's the ARP Lakers. Really? The ARP Lakers. 
<laughs> I hope so, man. But uh, I don't have that much faith in Brooklyn. I really don't. Wow. I, I thought you were going to say the other way. I thought you were going the other way. <laughs> okay. No. Well, I mean, I, I for as much as I dislike LeBron James, I never bet against him. That's like betting against Tom Brady. You just don't do it. But uh, Brooklyn still has to prove to me that they that the big three can play together. And I haven't seen that yet. You know, they've, they've, they've had some great runs, but there's going to be a point where somebody has to um, has to step away. And, and I, you got three pretty uh, strong personalities there. And I don't know if Kyrie's going to be the guy that kind of plays a little off the ball or, you know, if he's going to be more of a playmaker. But something's got to happen there. I, I don't necessarily love that trio of players together on the same team. Sure, well, the Lakers are going to represent sure. the West, though? Yeah, yeah, I think so. The only other team that I can see out there is if you get a healthy Denver, you get uh, Jamal Murray back, he's back to where he was or ahead of where he was when he went down. I do like that Denver roster, but um, yeah, I don't but know. I think the Lakers are going to Denver disappointed me, man. I had the – you know, I didn't I didn't like what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> but what, they, they went – they went to seven in the second round, right? And then they had, uh, and they were missing Murray for pretty much the entire playoffs, if I remember right. So, Michael, yeah, Michael Murray, like the last like month so of the season, your second best player not on the floor. I just thought that the matchup between Jokic and and, and Aiden would be an advantage, and I don't know if it was. It's <laughs> like Aiden showed out against Jokic. He, Jokic did every damn thing he he could do to to win that to win, to win that series. He was their best passer, obviously their best scorer, rebounder, yeah, everything. without. Without Murray, without yeah. Murray, and he, you know that 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 game seven, like he just you just saw him, he was fucking exhausted. Like yeah. that's all he could do, MVP. But I don't know, maybe it's just so, me. Yeah, he's uh he's probably the greatest uh, fantasy basketball player I've ever owned. So yeah. maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yo, uh, <laughs> I Zach, expected the echoes. Zach Milwaukee. What do you think? Yeah, the the real deal. Uh, that onto the Kumpo and prove the naysayers wrong. What 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 are your thoughts on on that? Real quick. He's 100% right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a player that I think a lot of people kind of wrote off as the number one guy because he's not, you know, he's not a perimeter shooter the way that the NBA has kind of trended the last, you know, five, six years. And he proved that you can have an interior game and lead a team to a championship, you know, and he was, uh, I thought he was fantastic. He finally reached that, that peak. I mean, how do you win an MVP, you know, multiple times, you know, defensive player of the year level guy and still get looked at as like, eh, he's not quite it. Not quite it, you know. Great player, but not quite it. And he finally gets that championship, and um, yeah, I, th- I think it was one of those crowning moments where now you start to have to put him in a historical context. You know, somebody brought that question up right after they won the championship. You know, who is he now? And I start to look at him and say, okay, well, has he elevated over a Kevin Garnett in an all-time context? You know, is that is that where he's at, or is he even further up the, the ladder than that? So, very, very impressive. I tell you, I tell you who he is. He's the uh, most improved free throw shooter of all time. Like, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> this dude needs to like do a master class on shooting free throws. Like, how do you? What was it? Seventeen of eighteen or seventeen of nineteen? I'm, I might be getting it wrong here. No, no, that's right, that's right. Like, man, talk about when your team needs you, you come through. You know, and, and to, what impressed me the most was, was Game Five. That they. they they robbed the sons of that. They jacked them. You know what I mean? Like, it, and, and, and it wasn't just him. It was it was the three of those guys. That was always the knock on them, right? All postseason. Yeah, you know, one night is these guys, other night is that. Like, can three of these guys put? They put it all together that night, and that game five was, was it. I mean, they going back to Milwaukee, knowing you have to you have to grab that win to, to continue the series. The Suns just just didn't have it, man. And a lot of it also had to do with those guys who just. Not used to being in those big moments. The other guys, you know, the guys that were stepping up big, 
you know, throughout the course of the postseason, whether it was campaign or whether it was, uh, uh, what's the guy? What's his name? Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, Payne, uh, and and guys like like Aiden. You know, I thought Aiden he was kind giving of. you those double doubles, but they needed a little bit more. But it was, I don't know, it was, it was a good series. But I, I I wanted the Suns to win the way Chris Paul and Devin Booker were, was carrying things. But you got to credit the Bucks, man, because these guys were mentally tough from from all those experiences that they've had, you know, throughout the years. No, I agree. I agree. Zach. All right, we're out of here, Zach. Appreciate you coming out the bullpen, coming through to Ducha. Who probably is not even quite sure what's going on with the Celtics right now. He's going to find out. <laughs> He's probably going to listen to this episode and find out. Yeah. No, very good, my guys. Always, right. always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Uh, OTW Sports Radio at, on Twitter, right? Yes, sir. At OTW Sports Radio. Come, come bring it. Come bring it. Everyone, everyone loves my Celtics takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly going off on people. It's hilarious. Absolutely. It's hilarious. Absolutely. <laughs> or people go off on him, and then he just has these witty comebacks. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Zach on Twitter is different than Zach on, on the phone. <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> ruthless. Why are you so ruthless, Zach? <laughs> has to be done. Has to be done. <laughs> Celtics, Celtics Twitter police. That's, 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 what I, uh, that's, what I, that's what I do. Yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you, got a, you got an article up, up, up your sleeve you know, soon when all, this, when, all, when all the smoke clears. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, predicting uh, what they're doing so far, it's going to be a little tough. But uh, I think the the reaction to which direction they want to go, and that's going to be uh, that's going to be where it's all at. All right, all right. Thanks for checking in, brother. We'll talk to you soon. CausewayStreet.com's own. And uh, speaking of uh, CausewayStreet.com, hit us up there for all your Celtics rumors, news, and opinions. You know, it's going to be a crazy offseason. It has been so far, even though it's been uh, light on the uh, free agency front. Hit up our Social media platforms at Causeway Street. Subscribe to our, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Causeway, Causeway After Hours. And congrats once again to uh, Team USA pulling out the gold for the fourth straight Olympics. People were a little frightened there because of the uh, the way things started off in the exhibitions and, and, and the first loss to, to France there, but good for them. And as always, Black Lives Matter. Stop Asian hate and let's pray for peace in the Middle East. All right. Talk to y'all later.